Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church annual read. This year, we are reading Knowing God Through the Year by J.I. Packer. We hope that you'll be filled with fresh insight and joy as you spend time discovering more about our thrilling God. My name is Linda Vino, and I will be your host for today. Our devotion today, Hope for Jonah, takes us through the scripture found in Jonah 4, verse 2. In the previous week's devotions, Packer concentrated on the fact that the Old Testament is important to believers. The central verse reads in part, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So what is the best way that we learn? Well, according to an article in Frontier Magazine, one method of learning is called social learning. That is watching other people, which I love to do. The article considers the belief that we can learn what to do as well as what not to do by noticing people's successes and their failures. Since today's scripture reading is taken from Jonah 4 2, let's see what we could learn from watching Jonah as he interacts with God and his people. Now, Jonah was a prophet of God who heard from God and was spoken the words of the Lord to the Israelites. In addition, prophets like Jonah were called upon to do something that God wanted them to do in addition to hearing from God and speaking those words to the Israelites. In Jonah's case, God wanted him to go to Nineveh and to speak judgment over the city and its people. God was going to judge them for their great sins, especially the way in which they treated the Israelites. Jonah must have been very excited to give this message of judgment to the people of Assyria because as an Israelite, he hated the people of Nineveh, the great city of the Assyrians. They were cruel people who often abused Israel. Their armies would raid their cities and crops and livestock. I could imagine Jonah going to Nineveh, singing throughout the city streets, God's going to destroy this city. God's going to destroy the evil people. However, Jonah's next actions raise an interesting question. If Jonah was delighted that God was sending him with the message that he was finally going to destroy Israel's arch enemy, why did he board a ship going in the opposite direction of Nineveh and try to put as much distance between God and himself? Very interesting. However, our sovereign God has a way of redirecting our plans to align more with his. As Jonah lay asleep in the lower deck of the ship, scripture tells us that God hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Now, the sailors prayed earnestly to their gods to no avail. With no hope, the sailors drew lots in order to discover who had angered his God and was therefore responsible for this tragedy. And the lot fell to Jonah. So in desperation, the captain of the ship sought out Jonah, who was sound asleep, and prevailed upon him to pray to his God, because their gods were not doing anything. No surprise there. Jonah then told the sailors to throw him overboard, and then the storm would stop. Well, after much deliberation, the soldiers threw Jonah into the raging sea, and the storm stopped. However, this was not the end of Jonah. God saved him from drowning by providing, of all things, a giant fish that would swallow him up. Now, we never know how God is going to get our attention, do we? After three days of Jonah praying, the fish vomited him up onto the shore. So as Jonah lay splattered in fish vomit, God repeated his initial message. 
And this time, Jonah obeyed, but he was not happy about it. After Jonah issued God's warning to the Ninevites, he went and sat outside the city and waited to see what would happen. When the people of Nineveh heard that God's judgment was upon them, they repented. They fasted. They wore garments of mourning and prayed to Israel's God. Chapter 3 tells us God's response to the people. When God saw what they had done and how they had put their stop to their evil ways, he changed his mind and did not carry out the destruction he had threatened. Oh boy, was Jonah upset about that. He hated that God relented because Jonah knew even before going to Nineveh, an important characteristic of God, he is compassionate and merciful. In chapter four, Jonah complains to God, didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? I know that you are a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. So here's the thing. Jonah didn't want God to save the Ninevites. He wanted God to destroy them. So using social learning, what do we learn from Jonah? We learned that Jonah was a man who knew God well, but he was not a man of compassion. In fact, Jonah felt more sorry for the plant that had died that was offering him shade than over the 120,000 people in Nineveh who were living a spiritual death. God says to Jonah, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? With these words, the book of Jonah ends. And I've often wondered when I read the story, why the abrupt ending? Maybe it's because there's no answer to God's question that doesn't hold a mirror to our own callousness and lack of compassion for those who we consider our enemies and who are living in spiritual darkness. J.I. Packer says, as God set himself to change Jonah into a man of compassion, so let us allow him to teach us to be men and women of compassion, neighbor lovers in the fullest sense. Love in spite of political differences, religious preferences, or cultural differences. Packer suggests that we allow the Holy Spirit to help us squeeze out pride and anger, which might be painful, but the result will be people who most resemble our Lord. In the story of Jonah, we see the failure of Jonah as he ran away from God's will and the dire consequences of his decision. Therefore, let us learn to do the will of God with joy. Let us be gracious and compassionate toward others. Since there was hope for Jonah, there is hope for us as we surrender our wills to God and do what he asks us to do. Because if we refuse, God might get our attention in another way. Hopefully not three days in the belly of a fish. Let's pray. Oh God, thank you for being compassionate and merciful slow to anger and abounding in love. God, would you give us the ability to hear the promptings of your Holy Spirit, to have compassion for our neighbors and the people around us. Lead us and guide us by your mighty hand. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.